My name is Meg. And my name is Adam. And today it is Adam's turn to present. How are you feeling? Oh uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm good. Um, I don't think this is my best talk. It's going to be weird. I hope you're ready for weird. I'm excited. It's going to be freaky. And you know our Tetris uh, one did really really well. So if you can keep it to that kind of weird, we got I we mean, got a winner. I mean, no promises, but it's it's going to be it's going to be a special Adam Green brand Ooh. of weird. We just came back from the gym. What did you think? about the gym it's a gym it's got it equipment in it it's got uh, you know treadmills and bikes and, and crap like that and, and you know this might actually be the first episode that we've recorded in the new new the new new york apartment the new new york <laughs> the new 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 york new york bronx new, new, apartment new 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 new, yeah. new 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 we are in the bronx we are uh it's lovely we, we actually just um Listeners, we are recording this the day after Hurricane or Tropical Depression Ida uh, hit I, the New Jersey. It was a tornado Yorker. warning. It was a tornado. Uh, yeah, yeah, and flash flooding and stuff like that. Yep. We were very thankfully spared. Uh, I would say the majority of the. Um, we got some rain. That was all we really. We got, got some rain, but like I've seen videos. Like a, a couple of my friends are stranded. Um, a couple of my professors' buildings have been damaged. One of my friends lost cable. Really. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. No, but like it's 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 definitely really scary. So you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if we are attracting uh, new New York listeners, I hope uh, everything is safe and good. And if we're not, we don't need you anyway. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Start it off on a really hostile yeah, exactly. note. <laughs> really hostile, like Will Ferrell. Like in very, the it's a very New York approach <laughs> yeah, to, exactly. to um, yeah. So let's start off by sharing what we are drinking, and then we'll get off. Uh, to the races with your presentation. Oh, we're going to the races, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we are drinking, both of us, uh, what is it called? Just. Oh, uh, um, it's called. It is uh, called Austin uh, East Cider's Original Dry Cider. Little can. Yeah, it's gold and blue and white. It's really funny because normally whenever we drink ciders, right, uh, I'm so used to the big, like, tall boy kind of cans, and this is the little boy one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of these. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a fat boy. It's not even. It's, it's not, not even. A fat boy. It's a little boy. There's not even as tall as a coke can though. That's the thing. No. It's, no, actually, it's, it's actually smaller than a coke can. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what we're drinking. Um, do you and want to do some more banter of, or? Not really. No, I'd tell you. Right <laughs> in terms of uh, words, the word I gave you for this week is Volta. Yeah, and presumably not spelled V O L T E R. No, 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 V-O-L-T-A. Yeah, good, okay, that's what I've done. God, yeah. (laughs) Well, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. We can always change the spelling later. Okay, Um, so shall I I kick off? Yes, please do. Okay, Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to talk about Volta. Um, Specifically, Alessandro Volta. Okay. Now, Alessandro Volta was an Italian physicist. Um, who was born in February of 1745 in Milan, uh, in northern Italy. 
So that's just your, that's your like highlight reel. Whereabouts like, Northern Italy, do you know? Milan, I said. Oh, uh, Milan, so, Milan. Yeah, Milan. Okay, uh, so, yeah. So yeah, northern, yeah. northern Italy. Northern Italy, yeah. yeah. Italy north, yeah. like not Italy south, yeah. Italy north. Was it like Milan, Milan proper, or was it like a small village off uh, Milan? Okay, now you're getting too specific. Uh, okay, don't don't get your hopes mm, up. I'm docking points here. Well, don't worry, we're not going to speak, speak, talk about Alessandro Volta for very long. Okay. okay. Um, so anyway, around the same time, another physicist, uh, Luigi Galvani, uh, was playing with frog's legs. Galvani, is that like galvanizing? Uh, possibly. No. Okay, I don't know because that's an Italian word, and like yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know. Because you galvan, yeah, possibly. I don't probably. know. Anyway, so 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 anyway, yeah. Uh, around the same time, there's another physicist, uh, Luigi, you know, Luigi Galvani. He was playing with frogs' legs. Uh, you know, not in the way like the Welsh play with sheep, but like you know, like he was he was like he was experimenting. On have you them. ever eaten frog legs? Uh, I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever have actually, to be honest. Really? And now I never will. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's, there's still time. Maybe there's I'll, time. maybe in your sleep, I'll like, yeah. I'll slip one in. You'll be like, what was oh, that? And God. I'll be like, also, what a sound you nothing. just made. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Like that. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a fake swallow. Squirtle. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're getting distracted now. Um, so anyway. Um, Essentially, Luigi Galvani had discovered that you know, if you stick two metals into a frog's leg, um, you know, besides hurting the frog, uh, it would also cause the legs to move as if they'd come to life. Hang on, so was this with dead frogs or a live frog? <laughs> no, it's just a little joke I slipped oh, in there. No, okay. these, are, these, are, these are just yeah, the legs. I was yeah. going to say, it's not as impressive <laughs> if you poke a live animal, make them move and angry, as if... <laughs> you had cut off the leg and then made it move <laughs> without yeah, it. Right? No, of course, yeah. So no, so he, he was experimenting with um, frogs' legs that had been, you know, chopped off, and he, you know, he'd stuck some metal in them. He'd been, he'd been at the table uh, with his wife, um, and they'd been doing some experiments. Um, yeah, the, the Galvani's was a. The yeah. Well, the was wife wasn't excited about cutting off her leg. She was like, "No, Luigi, you got to do it with a frog." <laughs> Yeah, start practicing with the frogs and then you can yeah, amputate my exactly. leg. I know I've got severe gout in both of them, yeah. but like I'm not sure that I trust you, Luigi. Yeah. Now, uh, now, actually, fortunately, uh, Galvani was also a medical doctor. He's a physician. Yeah. Um, which, sort of, which back then? Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, know. you can have several professions. You yeah, know, you're exactly. a physicist, I'm a, a carpenter. I'm a Carpenter, prophet, I'm a yeah. doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, occasionally, you know, I, I, I like to write plays. Yeah. You know, Renaissance was, man. Yeah, man it was of a real, real Renaissance man. It was only because there was no real skill to be developed at that point, yeah. right? Like, you know, I imagine that medis- medical training only took six months because there was literally nothing that anyone knew about the body. They were like, if it stinks, cut it off. Yeah, and I, you know what? I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good rule for today as well. Mm-hmm. You got a pair of scissors at home. You got a butcher's knife, yeah. and you smell something. We stinking, are in America. Stinking on your body. We are catering to an American audience. Yeah, don't 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 go to the doctor. Don't pay for that ambulance. Don't pay for that referral. Don't pay for that surgeon. I'm telling you, butcher's knife, kitchen table, yep. couple of alcohol wipes. There you go. Maybe not even alcohol wipes. You know, if you <laughs> if you've got hot sauce on there still, that'll clean oh, that wound right up. All right, frog's legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so Galvani coined the concept of uh, as animal electricity, um, which is in modern terms described as bioelectricity. And Galvani is, is, is considered you know, 
you know, one of the pioneers, or Galvani and his wife is considered one of the pioneers of bioelectricity, or the study of bioelectricity, right? Um, and, and, you know, Galvani basically thought that the frog's legs um, contained, like, there's some kind of, like, fluid in the muscles, you know, that provided the power. Um, like some form of like liquid Duracell, right? Yeah. You know, like juice. Yeah, just. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this frog into a battery. Yeah, ele electric <laughs> juice, right? Yeah. Um, hop, 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 motherfucker. You know, so so Galvani was like, yeah, I, you know, I think there's some like, yeah. there's some like magical juice in it. We stick some metal rods into it, and that juice, like, whatever, leaks in the muscles, causes them to spasm or whatever, right, etc. Right. Um, at least that's what he thought, right? Um, and Volta was like. No, you're a fucking idiot, basically. And they were pals at this point. Not really. I no, like they, they. I didn't know a pal. No, so much they knew as, each other. No, not even that. I oh. think it was just typical scientific discovery, yeah, right? You know, okay. one guy, one guy says something on a paper or something. Yeah. Another guy goes, "Well, I disagree with that." Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. You know, if this was if this was our academic era, they would have rejected it in review. Yeah, exactly. But nowadays, like, well, how, uh, but back then it was. Back then, exactly. Yeah, they they just <laughs> the review was the aftermath. The review was the aftermath. Yeah. Anyway, so. So Volta essentially thought Galvani was an idiot um, and, and was convinced that the reason why the frog's legs moved uh, was that they were two different metals that he had used um, and they had different electrode potentials causing a current, right? So essentially, you know, you stick two different, different types of metals together with different electrode potentials and all of a sudden, you know, current starts to flow from one to the other via the medium of the frog's legs, right? Mm -hmm. so, stick one metal in one side, stick one metal in the other side, all of a sudden the current's like, oh bro, yeah. there's a metal over there yeah. and, and it needs some more electrons. Yeah. We should well, well, let's say if I stuck one metal rod in you, you know, on your left side and then one on your right well, side. Well, I've already got one metal rod in me, so that'd be three <laughs> No, but, and then I ran a current through you, you'd get electrocuted, right, presumably? Yes and no. I mean, you know, like... The, the, the You'd be the squirming frog. Well, the reason it works on frogs' legs is because they're so small, right? Yes. You know, like true. they don't require a lot of power to move. You know, could you could you imagine if a frog legs required like you know like three thousand calories a day to keep going? You know, that frog that frog would be hench. That frog <laughs> Judy hench. That, that, yeah, you should imagine like you imagine like Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a frog, which you know Disney, Dwayne the Frog Johnson. Disney, if you're listening to this, yeah, right, like. <laughs> Yeah, you might you might hold a monopoly on like frogs and, and, and like princes, but I hold a monopoly on putting Dwayne Johnson as a frog, okay. Um anyway. Um so yeah, you know, Volta was like, No, I think it's because you there's different metals in there. Um and you know, that's that's um that's drawing current from one one to the other, right? Uh anyway, so you know, Volta was like, you know what, you know, sticking wires into frog's eggs, that's pretty barbaric, right? Like, you know, these live frogs, they're like, what the hell are you doing to me? You know, they're like the little frog on, on um, Looney Tunes that comes out at the end is like, hello, my baby, you know? The, the, oh, yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, I would never do that to a frog. So he's like, you know what, um, you know. I got to do this on prisoners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no. Um, I gotta do this on enslaved people. I gotta do this on the Jews. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, fortunately he's not. He, yeah, well, exactly. I mean I don't. Well, wanna, I don't want to speak to his yeah, fascist don't, tendencies. Don't, I don't presume. I don't presume either way. But yeah. it wasn't. He, to the best of my knowledge, he wasn't an Italian fascist, which you know there's plenty of them. Yeah, and, exactly. And they're, they're out there. Um, anyway, you know, he decided that to prove it wasn't the frog's legs, he was going to use brine-soaked paper instead. Uh, and show that the the metals alone were causing the electricity. Understood. Right? 
So, you know, he, he, he soaked some paper in some brine. I don't know where he got the brine from. Um, Anywhere. I mean, it's the 1700s. They probably yeah, had tons of brine. Brine, brine is just Tons a, of brine. Yeah, brine is in surplus, right? Yeah, now. I mean, they didn't have working refrigerators, so. Yeah, so just brine, brine, baby. brine, brine. Brine, brine, brine. Anyway, so, yeah, so he's, he's, he's soaked some paper in some brine, um, and he showed that the metals you know, cause the electrical current. Right? Exactly. Um, now, obviously, Galvani, you know, was not very happy. Um, and convinced that the electricity still came from the frog's legs, right? Um, you know, he was like, no, look, I'm certain, I'm certain that the, the frog's legs are what causing this electricity, right? Anyway, so, you know, to prove him wrong once and for all, Volta invented the voltaic pile. And, you know, this is not an artificial hemorrhoid. Yeah, the voltaic pile. The, vo the voltaic pile was a battery that stacked two types of metals in series uh, you know that supplies a steady electrical current. So you just put like, uh, I think it was, I think it was copper and nickel, nickel that you use. Yeah. Copper, nickel, copper, nickel, copper, nickel, right? And that causes, yeah, that causes a current, right? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just a, just a thing that he did. Um, so anyway, you know, um, unfortunately, Galvani got bored and died. Um, so in a way, you know, Volta won. Um, and in doing so, you know, set off a series of discoveries that would lead to you know, modern electricity, right? Yeah. Um, so pretty good job there on, on Galvani's part, just to be Very like, good. you know what, I'm going to just die now. Uh, that's how I concede. Yeah, that's, 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 that's really taking it to your death, right? Um, so anyway, you know, rather than transporting power long distances using cables, um, you know, Volta was like, you know, what if what forces could instead be given voltaic piles what? and carry them directly to wherever the electricity was needed? No, hang on. No, no, no. How did he go from a pile to horses? You need to explain that again to me. So he was just like, you know, let's not let's not put up giant power cables. Let's just no. let's just strap strap these voltaic <laughs> piles to horses. Yeah, you know, whack the back of the horses and off yeah. they go to wherever the power is needed, right? Um, yeah, and unfortunately, the idea of, of giving horses piles was not very popular. Can I can I actually add a fun fact? Go on. Okay, so you know, like in England, there's a bunch of old country houses and stuff like that. Sure. So at the turn of the 20th century, right, you had most houses they didn't have electricity right because they were so old and antique and grand that to kind of install like wiring and kind of refurbish them would be costly, damage the house you know sure, so a sure, lot of people sure. didn't want that but for people that did and wanted to install the wiring under the floor do you know how they did it oh. through ferrets oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. so they would tie little like wires to ferrets and add little rabbits on the other side and the ferret would run under the boards and that's how they'd get it through Lol, that's not yeah funny. there you go yeah uh, so anyway uh, this giant discovery which proved to be one of the key discoveries of human history got me wondering and now i come on to my real talk Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Is there a title to this real talk? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Wow, this is a bit of a like, um, like you know, Walking Dead. They have like that cold open. It's not a cold open for a drama. This, this is like a this is like a cold open on a B rate series where the cold open is longer than the episode. Yeah. Do you remember when they used to like watch a cold open? And some, some, I think Battlestar Galactica did this a lot. Battlestar Galactica once had like a fifteen minute cold open, <laughs> and then the episode started. It was only twenty minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, what, what the hell? What the hell? Why was that? Why was like the start of the episode literally in the middle of it and now that you've talked about battlestar galactica it's time for us to move on <laughs> anyway um so 
the title of my talk is a very brief talk because I've done a lot of yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, is could an aquatic civilization harness electricity? <gasps> wow. I like this. Very, very strange. Very, very hypothetical. So for this talk, I'd like to now propose a fictional planet for the purpose of this discussion that I'm going to call Atlov. Uh, and it's inhabited by the Inavlag. Okay. A fictional species that are basically mermaids. Um, exactly, I guess we'll give them you know, some kind of different biological features. And I mean, listeners, if you're dumb, that's Volta and Galvani spelled backwards. <laughs> you see? But yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think like just, just to keep these people distinct because they grew up on a different planet, we'll say like they have like, they have like a tail that has a third Do they have gills? Do they have gills? Yeah, because they live underwater. Yeah. Though. No, well, first of all... Okay, yeah, I know dolphins live underwater. Yeah, right? Yeah, but what kind of practical... Also, if you have a mermaid that yeah. lives... Uh, what if the a, mermaid is a... human legs, fish head? <laughs> <laughs> it's not... You don't need to be an aquatic civilization if you can breathe air. Do you? Yeah, but what if the land's so fucked up? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's like, if, you know, the challenge here is, could you develop electricity underwater, mm. right? If you can breathe air, you go up to the surface, you build a little pl floating platform, do all your yeah. experiments on that, and go back underwater, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I no. <laughs> I digress. These, these people have to stay underwater, okay. otherwise they will die. Yeah, sure. Let's just say that... If they hit the surface, there's oxygen up there. Yeah, and it doesn't do well. It's minus 200 degrees. Sure. And oh, man. they literally froze and solid one like a one long sand train. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> not TM, not TM, not TM. <laughs> Don't come after us. Anyway, so uh, you know, given that electricity was essential to human progress, pretty much from like, you know, the 1800s onwards, could the inner flag... Um, develop electricity. This is this is the real, real question, right? And you know, this is this. I've been thinking about this for a while, only because um, you know, I'm I'm quite into writing role play games. I'm quite into writing like you know RPG campaigns and stuff like that. Um, and you know, one of the fascinating things I've always found interesting about stuff like series like Star Wars, for example, right, is this idea of aquatic species that have somehow developed, right? Yeah. And you know, they've developed not from like. You know, like, there's a certain degree that an aquatic species could obviously develop from, right? Like homes, they could build, they could develop writing systems, yeah. communication systems, because all of those things, you know, an aquatic being with some kind of opposable, like, control mechanism, yeah. even something like an octopus with, yeah. a, with a really strong, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Tentacle flipper. Yeah, tentacle thing could potentially like, operate like yeah. a pen or something. 100%. Right? And that's only using like human notions. Of, of I was going to say, what if they have like like echolocation, right? They yeah. do have that, right? Sure, exactly. Sure. But, but like I say, so there's, there's, so I honestly think that bar fire, which is the other real question, right? Mm. There's not a lot that, that a, a you know, aquatic civilization can't do up until the discovery of electricity, right? And even with something like fire, you know, depending on the depths that they can survive at, there's, you know, warm... Sort of, like you know, volcanic. Volcanic vents, yeah. exactly right, you know, and, and you'd expect, like, you know, like, like civilizations don't... They don't choose where they emerge. They emerge where, where life, like, where, where life is suitable to exist there, right? Why didn't you just name this place Atlantis? Because it's on a fictional planet. Okay. 
and 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 I wanted to I wanted to be clever and I wanted to can you leave me alone? Okay. It took me like five minutes to work out what Volta was backwards and what oh my God. Galvani was backwards. Just, just continue your talk. <laughs> so anyway, I decided to ask Google. Um I think this is considered cheating. <laughs> you might not be awarded your PhD by the end of this. So, you know, the obvious hindrance, right, to developing electricity underwater, uh, you know, is that in salt water, uh, you basically are the circuit for any electricity you generate, right? So, you know, you are like creating one big weapon of mass destruction, right? Um, anyway. You know, that doesn't necessarily prohibit the discovery of electricity, right? After all, on Earth, um, there are many electric life forms uh, that generate electricity underwater. You know, aquatic electric life forms, right? What? Oh, yes, yeah, stingrays. Uh, sure. So, uh, eels. Yes. Yeah, so electric the, eels. Electric eels. Everyone knows electric eels. What yeah. about so, uh, electric rays as well? Yeah. But I bet you didn't know there's an electric catfish. Ah. Uh. Um, okay, catfish, can I just say, are fucking terrifying. Yeah, catfish They're, are like, terrifying. legit scary. They are very <laughs> scary, yeah. Um, uh, you know, and they're all capable of generating their own electricity, right? Um, so, from this next bit, and, and this is actually really interesting, I discovered a new forum. I discovered that Stack Overflow has a sub-overflow called World Building. Okay. And it's dedicated to basically, like, world building in creative environments you know so yeah. um you know role play games tv shows movies um written literature stuff like that right um and so this this next bit is from world building stack overflow a stack overflow forum you know that's dedicated to all of this kind of research right and the general s s consensus is uh that using electric aquatic life um they could discover not only electricity uh, but the chemicals that the aquatic life, the aquatic life on our planet, um, at least anyway, uh, use for closing such circuits, you know. Um, so electric eels, for example, they discharge a fluid that means that the, the electricity doesn't dissipate into the water, right? Because, you know, like, if I went to enter the water right now and just like, I don't know, chucked a toaster into it. It's not going to electrocute every fish in the ocean, right? No. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's true, though. Right? Like, it's not, right? Like, because it can't. As a gold fashioned English fish fry. Could you, could, you, could you imagine if the first time we discovered electricity, we did, the human race discovered electricity, started fitting like, like all these power cables everywhere, and all of a sudden a power line sheared, and like that power line fell in the water and it just electrocuted every fish on the planet simultaneously. Yeah. All of the metal boats too. Yeah, oh, die. Everything was just... Just a calamity. The entire ocean was dead. Yeah. Right. Um, no, so obviously, you know, like electric eels um, and other electric gener electricity generating aquatic life forms all um, emit like fluids and stuff that help to like keep the, to provide like an insulating layer, right? That, that essentially keeps the electricity in their sort of space, if you will. Um, however, and this is kind of depressing, this is sort of bringing me on to my, my conclusion now. Uh, you know, the immediate conclusion is that such a race would primarily utilize electricity for weaponry. Um, on the basis that you know, large-scale electrical generation and distribution would uh, you know, be too resource-intensive, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, to, to, to even there grow... must be simpler ways to live. Yeah, um, and obviously, you know, like insulating, and uh, and obviously the dangers of you know, if you built like 
like a six gigawatt reactor, right, that was capable of generating six gigawatts of electricity, and that like made contact with water because of a, a failing part or something, right? You know, that would be deadly, right? Um, so, you know, the, 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 the sort of conclusion was that, that electricity probably would be utilised, but only as like a weapon. Uh, you know, so anyway, this brings me on to my conclusion, which is, you know, although we may think that water worlds wouldn't realistically be able to develop civilizations to the same level we can, I think we should still be careful as we explore, as we, as we venture beyond, you know, Earth and Mars and, and out into the solar system, you know, you know lest we set upon, uh, you know, one of these you know, three-handed mermaids, uh, you know, with electric eel spheres, right? So there you go. I is that your argument? This is my this is my podcast. My, po- my 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 speech. How is the a mighty fall. My speech is a warning. Okay. Um, fear the water worlds. Fear the walking wet. <laughs> and so I conclude my talk. Well, I don't know if you call that a talk so much as first a biography. Well, two biographies followed by just a fever dream of a raving man <laughs> who spent too much time on Reddit. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Reddit. It was, it was Stack Overflow. Excuse, ex- excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Don't pretend you've never used Stack Overflow to fix something. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Well, it was certainly interesting. Um... You know, like, the latest episode, the latest, like, series of The Adventure Zone, which is, like, this wonderful D&D mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. explores, like, a world um, completely underwater. And the reason why the world is completely underwater is because of, like, the world, like, the, the wetness, like, the water becoming, like, radioactive, sure. which then lends, like, new kind of, kind of power charging abilities, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's interesting that you got from, you know, Volta, the dude, to this hypothetical situation. Uh, And because of that, I will award you a PhD in aquatic storytelling and, uh, let's see, hypothetical world construction uh, from the University of Oregon. (laughs) Oregon. Oregon. O- Oregon, here I come. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you did not get a placement. Like, you, you didn't get uh, teaching there. <laughs> Just what? a degree. Hold on. You tell me they're like, we'll give you a PhD, but you gotta leave. You can't stay here. Welcome to the United States of America. You're, you're welcome to have a PhD, but you cannot stay here. Absolutely not. Um, well, I mean, that pretty much concludes it. So you got to give me a word that yep. starts with W, right? Yep. And then we will sign off. You ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. Are you ready? No. Oh. Are you ready now? Yes. Okay. The word is Westminster. <gasps> Do you know how to spell that? Yes. Okay. Can I just say there was like this Canadian like treaty or whatever to do with Westminster and I always thought I learned about this in like grade I think 9 or 10 I always thought that Westminster and Westminster were two different things I don't think they are right like, I don't, I think I just like that's not correct I think it's just Westminster right I thought Westminster was a town no there's a lot of towns named Westminster okay anyways well, I look and, forward, and with that, I look forward deeply, to deeply. that next episode. <laughs> Thank you. I won't, I won't talk about that weird Canadian thing. Um, something about Canadian.
Canadian autonomy during the First World War. Uh. Okay, mm. if you have enjoyed this episode um, and our other episodes, please check us out. Uh, our social media pages, Twitter at LiveInViva, L-I-V-I-N-V-I-V-A, or our Facebook page, Live in La Viva Voce. If you are... Uh, if you have a guilty pleasure for reality TV, we just finished a uh, summer series where we did weekly recaps of Love Island UK Series 7 that we called Love Island La Viva Voce. You can also find that on Transistor or any other uh, podcast service. Yeah, Google Podcasts, yeah, Apple, Apple Podcasts, whatever, yeah, uh, Alexa, Amazon Postcast, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, Spotify. If, mm-hmm, uh, if you enjoyed uh, live in love you Voce, however uh, please give us a review share it with your friends and smash that subscribe button yes please do uh, and with that let us sign off as we finish our delicious ciders mm-hmm.